The EPL show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. Right now to honor football, MyBookie is offering up to $1,000 in free bets using the promo code SGP. That's right, up to $1,000 in bonus bets on your first deposit when you use the promo code SGP. Play, win, and get paid at MyBookie.ag. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay-per-head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also brought to you by ExpressVPN. Looking to protect your online activity? Hide your location to avoid local blackouts? Check out ExpressVPN, where you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash SGP. That's expressvpn.com slash SGP. Listening to the EPL show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. Follow me on Twitter at LockBetting and check out my website, LockBetting.com. This is the most action packed month of the year here for me as a sports handicapper and as somebody that runs a service at lockbetting.com. Coming off a successful month of November, we are looking to have a big month here in December. Tons and tons of EPL action with the Christmas period taking over now. Um, Carabao Cup quarterfinals as well to be played. The final round of the Champions League, the final round of the Europa League. Anthony Joshua versus Andy Ruiz, the end of the NFL regular season. It doesn't get more jam-packed than this. It's a very, very big month. The NBA is going on as well. Of course, I'm a selective play expert and um, it is important to remain selective, but I can guarantee you, despite the fact that I will be staying true to that, there will be a ton of action this month. It just can't be helped because there is just so much going on. There will be a fight show at the weekend along with another EPL show, along with the European show as usual, because even though there is a winter break, European football will continue on for another three weeks. We hit another lock at the weekend on the European show. We're at 15 and three for the season. So make sure you head over to lockbetting.com and grab that. And of course, head over there for all of the stuff that we will be doing this month because it is a massive, massive month. And uh, allow me to take care of a Christmas for you as you are able to buy your presents solely with the profits that you make over at lockbetting.com. Let's look at this midweek slate of EPL games for this week where the EPL makes its debut on Amazon Prime. Every single game will be streamed live on Amazon Prime. It's a massive, massive venture. It's a massive, massive um, investment and it's a massive massive development that I'm very much looking forward to games we played across from Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday as well 
And then, of course, the Premier League is back again on Saturday. So we only have one day off this week. So make sure that you check out all of the EPL action. And then there'll be another edition of the EPL show dropping on Friday. There'll be no rest. As I said, December is going to be absolutely hectic. So make sure you don't miss out. We start with a uh, a quite low-key game here with Crystal Palace versus Bournemouth, where Crystal Palace are the 6-5 favourites to win the game. It's 12-5 the draw, and it's 12-5 on Bournemouth. Not in, uh, not entirely sure what to what to do with this one because Crystal Palace are the team in better form. However. They have quite equal teams on paper, have both um, cemented their Premier League standing. Bournemouth coming to this in in a difficult patch where they have um, gone quite a while without winning a game, although they did look competent um, at times against Tottenham. And of course, the scoreline did flatter them as well, where they ended up only losing 3-2. Well, if you listen to Jose Mourinho, you would have seen that... um, he would have told you a different story where it could have been 5 nil, and once again his Spurs team switched off but I think from watching the game back it's not really like that I think until Tottenham broke through and got the opening goal through Deli Alley, it was quite an even game and then of course Tottenham had that period in the middle where they uh, where they pulled clear but at the end you can't disregard Bournemouth pulling those two goal back two goals back and solely put it down to lapses of concentration they are a good team they're a consistent Uh, Premier League mainstay although they are an inconsistent team at times where they go through patches of the season and and lose consecutive games and they do that all the time I think once Bournemouth get comfortable in the season one thing that that has to be labelled at Eddie Howe despite the fact he's been a great Bournemouth manager and is massively overachieving here at his club there have been long, long periods of Bournemouth not picking up results and then obviously then going on little runs where they turn it around and um, often actually having a, a good start and then coming down to earth with the run of results they've recently had. So we don't know what kind of Bournemouth will turn up, whether it will be the ones that sort of buck this run and just pop up with a result here against Crystal Palace or whether it will be the inconsistent Bournemouth that get beaten by this Palace team who themselves are often more inconsistent at home in front of their own supporters despite being a vastly supported and well-supported team. Uh, Here I'm going for both teams to score here in this game. I'm not particularly enamoured with any of the defences despite the fact that Crystal Palace kept a surprise clean sheet against Burnley and popped up with a surprise result as well. Um, I did look at that as one of my favourite underdog plays at the weekend and in the end ended up going for the Wolves-Surfield United result, uh, the draw, as my as my dog. And again, that was also a winning play. So I would have won either way with my underdogs um, in the last EPL show. And on this occasion... I think it's best that we just go for both teams to score. It's difficult to keep Bournemouth out, and uh, but it's also difficult for Bournemouth themselves to keep clean sheets, although they did have a, a little run this season where they started to keep them. I think they've gone back to the Bournemouth team that have these defensive frailties, and that's what I expect to see here. Up next, you're looking at the game between Burnley and Manchester City, where Burnley are massive 10-1 to underdogs here. It's 5-1 to the draw, and it's 1-4 to on City. This is way too short on Manchester City. It's not very often where Bournemouth lose back-to-back home games and um, they have been a decent home side this season and it's by no way, shape or form a foregone conclusion that Manchester City are going to come here and blow away this Burnley team, especially after their lacklustre performance against Newcastle, who are another good home team, much like Burnley. Burnley supporters rally behind them and often they can be the 12th man at their home grounds. 
Although I do think City will will win this result out of necessity. I'm no way taking him at one to four, especially without the services of Sergio Aguero, where Gabriel Jesus comes in for him once again and probably doesn't provide the the um, the appropriate cover. Because if you look at their results without Aguero, you can see that there's a definite decline in results. Therefore, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see them drop more points here. The the uh, the pick that I'm going to go for is Burnley with a plus two handicap here. What that means is that Manchester City can win this game, but they can only win it by more than one goal. And um, I think if City do win, it will be by one goal. I don't see them blowing out this Burnley team here with the... Um, with the personnel that they've got a lackluster defence which means they're more than likely to concede once again coupled with the fact that Sergio Aguero missing means that I don't think City are going to pull away and win this game by two clear goals therefore Burnley plus two is going to be the play here at 11 to 10 Wednesday starts um, at 7.30 where we're going to have five games across the board before Liverpool and Everton start their game at 8.15 in the Merseyside derby. Um, Amongst those games is Chelsea versus Aston Villa. Well, Chelsea are the one to three favourites. It's nine to two to draw and it's 17 to two on Villa. Again here, um, I don't see a blowout, especially with Chelsea missing Tammy Abraham and always being susceptible to conceding goals. There's a distinct lack of clean sheets from Chelsea this season. And uh, Aston Villa can certainly put the ball in the net. They showed that against Manchester United with a great goal from Jack Grealish and then going behind for just two minutes before Tyron Mings cancelled it out. They are a dangerous team. They play good football. And against Manchester United, if you watch the game back, you would see that Aston Villa probably should have won the game. So despite the fact there was a lock on the show here, we, we have no rights to feel aggrieved despite the fact that Manchester United would see one up Aston Villa were the better team and Manchester United have big big problems that we'll address later on in the show as for this game as I said John Terry going back to Chelsea as the assistant manager of Aston Villa don't see a blowout here don't see any value in taking Chelsea here at 3-10 to 10 price um, whereas I don't know if Villa will necessarily avoid a defeat here I like them the same way I like Bournemouth uh, sorry Burnley sorry to avoid a goal of more than a defeat of more than two goals where you can get Aston Villa here also at even money to avoid a two goal defeat I also like the both teams to score market in this game uh, where you can get that also at, uh, sorry, well, I thought it was at evens, but it's not. It's evens on no, and it's 8 to 11 on yes. I like the yes side of things there. So both teams to score, a Villa plus two. I think that's what we'll go with with the game at Stamford Bridge. Certainly expecting goals in that one after a dry goal game in the London derby with West Ham, where Chelsea were victims of a big upset. I wonder if this will be a... Um, a little turn in form for Chelsea, especially over the busy Christmas period where the likes of Tottenham can get themselves back into the top four race under Jose Mourinho. I think if anybody inside the top four could fall out, it could be Chelsea because I think the other three look too solid. And that includes Leicester, who we transition on to next, where they will be playing Watford, uh, the team who have who, the next team who have fired their manager. Flores gone already. That was a surprise. Uh, Marco Silva still continues to defy this market. He's been put into favoritism four or five times and has not been the next manager to go. And uh, I'm actually going to stick my neck out now and say that I don't think Silva's going to go in the next four or five games, given the look at Everton's horrendous fixtures. I think that it will be very difficult for them to install a new manager who wants to start with those games. And it'll almost be demoralizing for a new manager to come in and to lose all those games. So you may as well take your chance 
chances with Marco Silva and possibly pick up one or two points before sacking him in the new year and giving the new manager an easier fixture slate and a transfer kitty to, to, to spend. So I do think Marco Silva will just about survive this Christmas period, but I don't think he'll be the manager going into the new year. But... Uh, Watford are a team who need a new manager Leicester are a team that need to keep the pressure on Liverpool they are 1-2 to two to do here so they're just inside what we can pick um, so I think with them having no manager and Leicester being in the form they're in that's an absolute no-brainer pick if you want to take a little bit more value uh, you can take Leicester on the Asian handicap market. So on the regular ha- regular market, they are even money to cover the minus 1.5 on the Asian. They are four to six minus 150 just to cover the one. So what that means is if they win by one goal only, you get yourself a push on that bet. You do need them to win by two goals to get a profit, but you can push on one. Whereas if you take the minus 1.5, you lose if they only win by one goals. Although at the same time, I'm very confident of... A big Leicester result here. I'm looking for a three or four goal victory over Watford here as their problems get worse and Leicester get stronger and stronger in their position in the top four. Bear in mind, I'm only talking about them as a top four team. I'm not talking about a title challenge yet because I do think at this point, Liverpool have got the title one despite the fact that they themselves don't look very good either. Um, moving on to the game we talked about earlier and Manchester United will take on Tottenham as Jose Mourinho returns to Old Trafford for this game of the week encounter Manchester United are for some reason the same price as Tottenham both teams here are priced up at 6-4 to four, and it's 5-2 to two to draw so technically you can take Tottenham as a dog here and I'm sure they will be an underdog in some places I think this is tailor tailor made for Jose Mourinho here to come in and win and spell the end of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. If Ole Gunnar Solskjaer doesn't go after this game, I certainly think that he could go after losing the Manchester derby at the weekend to demoralising back-to-back defeats. And we may see a new manager in at Manchester United, most likely to be Mauricio Pochettino. And you can see the story playing out here. I actually looked at something earlier on in the week that I'm going to break down here for you guys in terms of... Um, in terms of how everything could possibly come full circle here with the Manchester United and Tottenham situations. Um, Here we go. So Manchester United losing 3-0 to Pochettino Spurs resulted in the sacking of Jose Mourinho three months later. Pochettino then sacked at Tottenham resulted in the appointment of Jose Mourinho as the Tottenham manager 24 hours later. Jose Mourinho comes to Old Trafford where his victory over Manchester United could result in the appointment of Manchester United bringing in the ex-Tottenham manager to Old Trafford, thus going full circle here with results from Manchester United versus Tottenham at Old Trafford to Manchester United versus Tottenham at Old Trafford, seeing the complete switch around of the management of the two teams with Mourinho at Chelsea and Pochettino at Manchester United off the basis of these two results and uh, that would be a significant switch around if it was to occur and uh, I don't think it's too unlikely I'll be taking Tottenham here to win this game at Old Trafford Christmas is right around the corner and so is my bookie.ag's 12 days of giveaways the 12 days leading up to Christmas my bookie will be doing a different giveaway each day to help you stock your stuffing with what you really want cold hard cash from my lead pipe locks 
And my bookie is your destination for college bowl season, college basketball, NBA, and of course, the National Football League. Use the promo code SGP at mybookie.ag for up to $1,000 in bonus bets with the promo code SGP. You play, you win, you get paid with mybookie.ag, promo code SGP. Southampton versus Norwich is next in what is looking like a big six-point clash. Southampton are the five to six underdog. Uh, sorry, the five to six favourites to win this game. Norwich are the ten to three underdogs, and it's twenty-one to ten to draw. For me, I think Southampton are going to get out of this. I think they'll ride the momentum from the victory over Watford in midweek. Uh, I don't think Norwich are necessarily uh, ready to win away from home, although they did win against Everton. I think Southampton. Aren't in as much turmoil as Everton. Yes, they don't have the quality, but I do think that they do seem a little bit more organised. I think Hausenhutl has steadied the ship after the humiliation that the players underwent after the 9 0 home defeat against Leicester. I still can't believe we're saying that, that a 9 0 um, a 9 0 away win happened for anybody in a Premier League, a league that's known for being so tight and competitive and, and difficult to win in and the best league in the world. We saw a team win 9 0, and it wasn't even any of the, of the, the so called big six it was Leicester um, who obviously are now um, solidified in the top six but a massive game-changing result which I think has seen an improvement in Southampton and I do think they're able to continue the run going here and edge towards survival against the Norwich City team that yes they've looked good in recent weeks winning Everton and, and mainly outplaying Arsenal in large periods at home but I do still think that their style is going to lead to them going down and I do think they'll lose six-pointer games like this to the likes of Southampton up next you have two teams with really nothing to play for who are just kind of lingering in the um in the mid-table area, although, although Wolves are obviously um, in a better position than West Ham. Um, Wolves are 3-4 to four to beat this West Ham team that just won at Chelsea. It's 13-5 to five the draw and it's 18-5 to five on the Hammers to get back-to-back away wins. Um, West Ham are not getting back-to-back away wins, I don't think. Um, Wolves should be a, a lot better here off more rest. I did predict that draw against Sheffield United. Uh, we had it as the dog on the show, but that was on the basis that Wolves haven't really performed too well coming off the back of away visits in the Europa League. A lot of teams have struggled with that, even though uh, Manchester United rested a lot of players in the Astana game. In fact, their whole 11, they, they for some reason didn't look right against Aston Villa at all and I think that's just the distractions of just having breaks in training and irregulated training as well even players that don't travel the, the manager still has to go all the way down to Astana so it's disruptive anyway even if you do or don't play so I think with more time to prepare, Wolves will look better in this game. I'm just wondering whether it's a big letdown spot for West Ham and this is a game which Wolves are going to win or Wolves are going to do what they've done a lot this season and just draw the game. Wolves are absolutely littered with draws if you look at the league table. And this was um, quite similar last year, but not really to this extent where they had this many draws. They sit in sixth place in a table, um, only four points ahead of West Ham, but they've won four out of 14 games, which means there's 10 games out of 14 they've not won. And that would usually sound horrific, but it gets you into sixth place this season. Um, eight draws out of 14. And when you say they've only lost two games out of 14, then that actually makes Wolves' season look pretty good. And it's probably why Arsenal are chasing um, the manager here, because... 
he is a decent manager who gets a lot out of what he's got and with better quality players maybe all these draws that he's having at Wolves would be victories but Arsenal of course also on the tail of Rodgers and uh, been linked to Allegri and rumours of Lundberg staying on there until they find an appropriate appointment but Arsenal are just a big mess at the moment Wolves are not Wolves are one of the teams that are performing in a division and despite the fact that only four points against West Ham the same can't be really said about West Ham um, who had higher expectations going into the season I think West Ham can quickly turn that around with back-to-back wins back-to-back wins sends them just a point behind Wolves and all of a sudden you have a completely different perspective of this season that's exactly what two wins can do and all of a sudden the pressure will be off and um, of course that's what the supporters and Pellegrini want I don't think it will be that um, at the same time I don't think that they'll lose the game I think this will be just another Wolves draw taking it the, the tally up to 9-4 the season here um, that's the result that I see in this one moving on to the, the final game on Wednesday which is the Merseyside derby where Liverpool are the 8-15 favourites to beat Everton 18-5 the draw and 6-1 on Everton when you look at Liverpool's home record and you look at Liverpool's record in the Premier League in general where they are racking up a record points total you would be confused as to why the price here is only 8-15 when you look at how badly Everton are doing but the fact is that Liverpool are not playing well they could not cover a handicap for us against Brighton despite being two up early on where we were looking at wins of four or five nil then all of a sudden they stumble to a 2-1 win where Brighton had chances to level that game as well off the red card of Allison. they're going to be without Allison here as well because he is suspended and uh, Edrian comes in here to deputise. Will that make a significant difference? I don't think so. I'm not expecting Marco Silva to really win any of his next four games and he will get the sacking before the end of the year. The best Everton can, can hope for here is to be defensively sound and pick up a point and uh, maybe even hit one on the break like they did against Leicester. But if you actually look at that Leicester game you will see that Leicester missed a ton of chances and were absolutely dominant over Everton Um, they had a penalty denied by VAR and then in the second half missed a number of clear cut chances including one that was assisted by Vardy and one that was missed by Vardy himself and the rightful winners in the end of that game were Leicester if um, Everton perform the way they did in the second half although they were decent in the first half but if they put out their second half performance here and um, try and sit back like that yet still giving up chances Liverpool have the players that are going to take those chances so whereas I'm not confident anymore in taking anything with Liverpool in terms of them covering handicaps or clean sheets I am confident in here in them here winning the Merseyside derby which is more of a play against Everton than it is against Liverpool I would love for somebody to pick up some form and actually challenge this Liverpool team because I do think think they will crumble under the pressure they don't look good at the moment they look just about like they're good enough to to edge through in games and they really really are riding their luck 11 points sounds like a lot well that's the difference between cities eight points between them and Leicester it does sound like a lot but I do think this team is susceptible for a bad run it'll be interesting to see how they come back from the world club championship for those of you that hate Liverpool like I do it will be this this will be our only chance off the back of this club world championship and seeing how Liverpool um, do after that and we do need teams like Leicester and Man City to stop dropping points as, as they are the only two viable contenders and both of them still have to play Liverpool again this season at their home ground so it may not be over yet and um, it should be in terms of the points differential but this is I'm only saying it's not over 
on the basis that um, of how Liverpool look. All of a sudden, if they manage to improve defensively where mainly their, their frailties are, exist, then uh, they're going to win this title by about 20 points. But while they remain defensively insecure, and uh, that's mainly due to the implementation of a new offside trap this season, which I don't know why they're playing because it's not working, um, Liverpool are still vulnerable here to to have not dropped this title, but at least make it close, at least somebody to emerge as challenges. And that's really all we're looking for as neutrals. I mean, whether you hate Liverpool or not, everybody's looking for the emergence of another challenger. So we don't have a, um, a one horse race this season, which we've had many times in the EPL, although it is regarded as the best league in the world. If you look through back at the history of it, there have been a lot of one horse races, especially during the era where Manchester United were winning it. And I know that as a Man United supporter. Moving on to Thursday's games where Sheffield United take on Newcastle. They are the 17 to 20 favourites. It's 23 to 10 to join. It's 18 to 5 on Newcastle. Um, Sheffield United should win this game and uh, as I said they're certainly not getting relegated this season. That was a bad play from us at the start of the season. We'll have to recuperate those units with um, with other plays. Obviously I'm already writing that off as a loser but um I don't like them here at, at, at odds on like this. I prefer towards um, looking at what the pattern of play here will be. And um, I think it will be Newcastle trying to contain Sheffield United and winning this game on the break. And given the fact that they've done that already at Tottenham this season, doesn't put it beyond the realm of possibility. I mean, they even play that in a home games. I was I watched the uh, Newcastle Man United game and they basically just sat there and, and let them and let them and just suffocated the game out and took the, the only chance that they had. And and they're more than capable of doing that. They actually do have better players than Sheffield United on paper. So that's another reason why I'm not exactly in love with the strong favouritism of the newly promoted team. Uh, but as I said, I'm leaning towards a pattern of play and I like the under here at 4-6 to six in this game. I look for Newcastle to make it difficult for Sheffield United and try and hit one on the break. And um, even if they don't succeed in that and Sheffield United get the breakthrough first, I don't necessarily think Newcastle have the firepower to chase that game and um, I don't see either team scoring two here let's put it that way it's two very tight defences and I think this game will either be 1-0 to Sheffield United or um, or a goalless draw or possibly a 1-0 uh, a, a draw I think somewhere I sit somewhere between those three scorelines Finally, we have Freddie Lundberg's home debut in charge of Arsenal and it's against Brighton where you can get Arsenal at 4-6, to 16-5 the draw and 4-1 to one on Brighton. This would represent incredible value because Brighton aren't one of the strongest teams in the EPL on paper and Arsenal certainly have to get out of this run where they haven't won in eight games. But I just don't see it. If you look at the way Brighton finished the game against um against Liverpool and you look at the way Arsenal defended against Norwich and the fact they could have lost that game how can you take Arsenal if if gun to my head will they win this game yeah they, they probably will but how can you take them even at four to six in this prime spot of the new manager bounce of him coming home to a club where he's a legendary player and he comes home here to Brighton if they couldn't beat Norwich away in, in a really good spot for them I just don't see how you can take them here. And bear in mind the language I'm using. I'm not saying that I don't think they'll win. I just don't understand how you can take them as a better. I, 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 at the same time, uh, Sheffield, uh, Brighton on the double chance at 11 to 10, that doesn't represent much value either. Um, you'd, you would like Brighton here if Arsenal were maybe one to two, two to five, as, as you would expect. But at four to six price with, a, um, with an 11 to 10 
get offered on the other side of the coin for Brighton to, to avoid a defeat. I don't like any of the plays in this game. I'm leaning towards Arsenal because it's just incredible value here, given the history of Arsenal beating teams outside the top six at home. It has been a fortress for them here in this ground, beating teams only outside the top six. It certainly hasn't been a fortress when playing the top six, but um, even that has kind of evaporated as of late. And until I see something different from Arsenal, they won't be involved in any of my bets. In fact, if you, if, if anything, um, with the way Brighton have looked improved in their attacking aspirations lately, you would probably be leaning towards both teams to score because this Arsenal team certainly don't look like they've got a clean sheet in them with the uh, with the defence that they're playing at the moment. And um, that one is available at um, also four to six. So you've got four to six Arsenal to win and four to six on the both teams to score, which kind of shows you where Arsenal are at at the moment with if they fancy Brighton that strongly as um, four to six odds on favourites to score a goal at the Emirates. It really shows the massive decline in Arsenal's defence. Closing out with um, the lock dog parlay on at this show. This one looks really, really straightforward in terms of two selections for the locks, and that's the top two. Uh, and I'd lock them both up, which is Liverpool and Leicester, and I'd parlay them as well. It's really, really simple. I don't usually do things like this where I'm so direct with my selections, but how do Liverpool and Leicester not win in these spots? Um, how does this double not cash? How do these locks not cash? They're both under the prices where you can take them here, where Leicester are available inside the minus 200 and Liverpool are available inside the minus 200 as well with Leicester being bang on the price and Liverpool being just under. I just don't see how both teams don't cash and I don't see how the double doesn't win for you either. So I'm not going to... Um I'm not going to pull any punches here. I'm going to tell you exactly how, how to bet this. And I'm going to be on all of those picks here in terms of locks and parlays. As for the dog play, um, I talked about it earlier. I don't think Burnley are getting battered at home to Manchester City. So Burnley plus two will be the dog play at 11 to 10 for this show. Um, but I also like Tottenham as well to win at Manchester United. They should not be the underdogs in that game. I fancy Tottenham to put a lot of pressure on to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and Jose Mourinho to return to Old Trafford and win that game. That's it from me. I'll be back at the weekend with another EPL show. There'll be two articles as well posted this week on the Sports Gambling Podcast um, website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. In addition to that, there'll be a fight show this weekend covering the fight between Anthony Joshua and Andy Louise Jr. So lots of stuff coming from me this week. So make sure you check it all out. That's it from me, guys. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.